Matthew 11. Matthew 11. I brought these just in case. These lights are awesome. Last couple of weeks, I've been having a hard time seeing my hymn book, and I thought I was going to break these out. But uh, that whole row, I think, was out before we swapped them over. But this is awesome. This is great. Uh, I can see. All right. <laughs> because it's, it's weird. I need them for reading, but I don't want to read like this. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty good right there. So that's about the distance I need. So anyway, hopefully you found Matthew 11 by then or by now. Uh, Pastor asked me yesterday to, to fill in for him tonight, and uh, said, obviously I was excited and glad to uh, fill in. I had had this sermon prepared a while ago uh, before the virus and before we were uh, after, I guess, after spring break. I was going to preach it after spring break when the seniors came back from spring break, but I don't think they ever did. Uh, I think they, I, saw, I saw them come through a couple times, never lighted in chapel, I don't think, uh, uh, so anyway, uh, so they get this in front of all y'all. Amen. This is this was for y'all, Caleb, Eric, Jason, Madeline, Alicia. This was for them. All right, but uh, y'all get to just. I was gonna have y'all come sit right here in front of me, and uh, but I guess uh, Pastor and Brother Roach will get to do that to you at y'all's graduation. Y'all get to see them up up close and personal. So I won't do that to them tonight. But anyway, uh, as, as I was preparing this, of course, they were in my mind uh, in doing it. But uh, it, it's, it's good for all of us. Bible is good for everybody. Uh, we're not, I'm not going to exclude y'all out, so don't go to sleep uh, and you know, pay attention because uh, we all need this word that we're going to talk about tonight. And, uh, but I've told them, uh, you know, as, as the youth director, uh, I'm not very much in my youth anymore, but I still like to direct, amen? Uh, you know, I can still point and say, stop, shut up, sit down, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I wanted to be a youth director when I was, right, even before I went to Bible college. It was kind of like some of these guys want to be YouTubers nowadays so they don't have to work, all right? I'm going to be a professional YouTuber. I mean, I know guys make millions doing it. Yeah, there's a whole lot more not making anything than those one or two that's made millions. Uh, or, you know, they wanted to be a gamer. You know, I don't know if they can. You know, pew, 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 pew. You know, I know guys that make millions being a gamer, man. Yeah, but there's a lot of 40-year-olds still in their mommy's basement right? <laughs> or in their daddy's pop-up out back, you know, or a room off the garage. So, come on. Uh, I, I, wanted to be, I wanted to be a, you know, a youth director when I was going off to Bible college because I wanted to play, all right? Because I figured, you know, I could have softball activities, football activities, Tackle the man with the ball activity, uh, just whatever. Uh, we didn't call it that when I was growing up. But anyway, um, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just figured I could play. And so, but, uh, you know, God never let me be, a, I guess, an official youth director until I was in my 50s, amen? Uh, so, but uh, I, I got to play with them a long time ago. I got to be assistant youth director, I guess, when lots of you guys were still in the youth group. All right, and uh, so anyway, I, I've been involved with it for a long, 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 long time. Uh, and so, uh, but I've told them from back then, back in the 80s, when I first started helping with the youth till now, uh, you know, the best way, just like Pastor said this morning, all we want is for you to be happy. All we want is for you to be happy. Count your blessings. We just got finished singing it. Uh, those that's found the will of God in their life, that's, that's all we want. You know, we're not trying to make you, you know, not be a gamer, but I, I kind of, have a hard time figuring that God's will for your life is to be a gamer. I'm not thinking. 
right? I don't see any rewards in heaven for, you know, kills or takeovers or, you know, I don't know all that stuff. But anyway, uh, I know it's not God's will for you to be a professional gamer. I can, I can promise you that. But, uh, uh, but anyway, we do want God's blessing on you. And uh, we do want God's smile on you. And you can find these in the Bible. If you'll do this, God promises to bless. And if you'll live this way, God will smile. His eyes will be on you. All right? and, we, and we've talked a lot about God's favor. Uh, God's favor. Uh, anybody that is happy today, it's not because of their goodness. It's not even because of their achievements. It's just they found God's will and God's blessing them beyond measure. Uh, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Uh, that's, where, that's where you want to be. Uh, and so don't uh, you know, listen to the world. Uh, don't listen to you know, some backslidden friend or relative. Uh, you listen to God. You listen to your parents. You listen to your pastor. And you might want to even listen to me every once in a while. But Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Matthew 11, <clears throat> 28 through 30. Of course, very familiar verse. It says in verse 28, Come unto me. So now that you're going to graduate, fellas and ladies, this is what you need to do. Come unto him. Okay, don't go deeper into social media. That's not where you're going to find blessing. All right, that's not where you're going to find God's favor. Uh, that's not where you're going to find his smile, but come unto him. So when you graduate, some of you are like, yes. You're thinking no more tests, no more homework, uh, no more getting up early. Uh, whatever. Uh, but anyway, but you can come unto him. So I remember the morning after I graduated. I mean, this was a long time ago, back in 1986. But I remember thinking the first morning after I graduated, oh, I don't feel any different. <laughs> I didn't have to go to school this morning, uh, but I don't really feel any different. You know, uh, you know if I was honest with myself, I was kind of nervous. Kind of like, hmm, what's next? <laughs> My dad had plenty of plans. Get up, boy. Uh, come on with me. But anyway, uh, you know, I was like, whew, Bible college, let me, let me go. Because uh, he worked me to death. But anyway, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, so we need to go to him. When you're tired, go to him. This is right there in the verse. Uh, when you just finished a long journey, 12 years of schooling. I mean, it's taken, yeah, it's taken a long time, 12 years. Uh, and maybe even kindergarten in front of that. Uh, but it's been a while. So go unto him. Uh, when things change, go unto him. And we all just experienced a big time change in our life uh, with the coronavirus. And uh, the reason that uh, you know, I'm preaching this, I'll give you all an example. Uh, when teenagers, when they're, when they're tired, a lot of them don't go to God. They go to sleep, all right, or they go to their phone, uh, or they go to their computer, or they go to a friend, but they don't go to God. Uh, and this is where we need to go. He, did, he said, come unto me, uh, because I'll give you an example. Uh, yesterday, or Friday, I graded their uh, devotional manuals. And the last time I checked it was February 29th. So you could do the math. That's, that's many, many days, many, many weeks. And out of our whole humongous youth group, there was four that hadn't missed a day of reading their Bible since February 29th. Why? Because Brother Stanley wasn't checking it every Friday. And out of those four, I'm pretty sure some parents may have put some pressure on those four. You still doing your devotion? That's a good thing, by the way, parents. All right? 
We're just trying to create a habit. Brain memory, muscle memory, whatever you want to call it. All right, that's why we check it. I don't check it for content. I just check to see if they just do it. All right, before, out of our huge youth group that did all, how many every days that is. Uh, most of them took a couple weeks off. Some of them even took a couple months off. And some, some humongous change in their life, and they didn't go to God. I don't know what they went to. I think it was to sleep, to their video games, to their social media, the ones that have tricked their parents into getting it for them, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm, just, I'm just telling you, teenagers, you got to learn to go to God. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. So in other, in other words, God's not going to grab you by the lapels, guys, when you graduate and say, you, he's not going to do that. He's meek and lowly. If you want to come to him, he's fine with that. He wants you to do that. If you don't, he's not going to come after you. you know, my dad, that's what he would do. When I graduated, he could still wake me up, uh, flip the bed. <laughs> I thought I got, you know, <laughs> got a king-size water bed, thought that was over. No, he could still flip me out of it. Just <laughs> on one side, <laughs> there I went, out the other side. <sighs> so, but God is meek and lowly. He's not going to chase you down. That's why he's saying, come unto me. Yeah, I'm not going to chase you down. I'm meek and lowly. Uh, and, and you shall find rest for your souls. And then it says here, for my yoke is easy and my burden's light. So the Christian life, if you're right with God, it's actually pretty easy. Now it's not, I guess, you know, you're not going to not have some bumpy roads. You're not going to have some struggles, things like that. God allows those things in there. But he says, I'll be right there with you, and I'll even make this bumpy road or this test pretty easy. But let's go to uh, Proverbs 13, 15. Proverbs 13, 15. It says here, good understanding giveth favor. I'll start reading as you're flipping. Proverbs 13, 15. Good understanding giveth favor. So if you'll understand that God's not going to chase you down, but if you'll come unto him, he's going to give you rest, and he'll make your life Pretty easy. Because his burden's light. Why? Because he's going to help you carry it. Uh, I've moved this booger right here a couple times for some weddings. And I don't want to do it by myself. I don't even know if I could do it by myself. Now, back in my 30s, I probably, you know, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, you know, but when there's six of us, it makes it pretty easy to get it back there. Uh, that's exactly what God's talking about. Life's going to be hard. And it's going to be, there's going to be some struggles, but if you'll just take my yoke, I'll be right there with you, never leave you nor forsake you. I'll walk right along beside you, give you the Holy Spirit to comfort you, and I'll make your way easy. So it says here, good understanding giveth favor. If you'll get all that, but he says, but the way of the transgressors is hard. And like I told you, I've been involved with the youth group since 1986, or 1989, I guess. Uh, I graduated from high school in 86. Uh, and so I've seen some of them come unto God, and they're happy, they're married, they're blessed, they got God's favor on them, he's used them all around the world, uh, even here in our church, lots of them, uh, and they would probably tell you, my life's pretty easy, because I got God, and I got God's favor. But I've also seen the ones that didn't listen to their parents, and didn't listen to their pastor, didn't listen to the youth director or any other person that tried to give them advice, godly advice. And I guarantee you they said that my life's hard. Hard. So it's up to you. 
So we're going to look at that uh, tonight, uh, and we're going to, I guess, talk about the word courage, the word courage. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Uh, thank you for the opportunity we have to serve you. Lord, I just ask you to help us, Lord, as we go through these uh, words where the, where the Bible talks about courage. Lord, help us to learn something to better ourselves, to better serve you, Lord. And Lord, we do ask you to be with Pastor as, as he's away, him and Miss, Miss Neal. Lord, help him have a good, restful time. Bring him back to us safely in Jesus' name. Amen. So we see here, the Bible gives us two examples here of uh, something being easy, or your burden being light, or it being hard. It's up to you. It's your choice. Uh, God gives you a choice, a free will. You can choose. You could have chose not to come to church tonight. You probably wouldn't have had God, God's smile or his favor uh, or his blessings. Other those of you that chose that, you'll probably continue to have this. And so uh, it, it takes courage to make the right decision sometimes. And we're going to look at the three decisions here in the introduction that we all have to make, uh, every one of us. Uh, I believe everyone in here tonight, I know most of you, uh, and I would say that you have a great testimony of being saved. So you already made that decision. Uh, that's probably the most important decision you made in your life. And it took courage. Uh, because obviously I know in my, my instance, the devil told me that what the preacher was saying was a lie, uh, that that was just some fairy tale. Uh, I didn't grow up in church. Uh, so the first time I heard it, Kind of sounded like the Easter Bunny story, sounded like Santa Claus story, sound, you know, sounded like Tooth, Tooth Fairy story, uh, things like that to me. And so, mm, I don't know if that was, but I mean, I, there was something feeling inside. Uh, first time I heard about Santa Claus, nothing happened inside, all right? And when the first time I picked a, a quarter out from underneath my pillow for my tooth, uh, nothing happened inside. I was happy I had a quarter, all right? But when I heard about Jesus and what he did for me and what he would do for me, something started happening inside. Uh, so obviously, praise the Lord, the Holy Spirit differentiated those stories for me. And so, but I had to make a choice. Uh, that's the most important choice everybody will make. Here's one uh, for you five, uh, your life's mate. Your life's mate. That's going to be a choice you're going to make in the next, what do you say, parents? 20 years? All right, 15? All right. Uh, it's closer than you think. <laughs> All right. Uh, but it, that's going to be your life's mate. It's one of the most important chance, uh, decisions you'll have to make. Those that found God's will, it's easy. All right? It's easy. She sees it my way. I see it my way. It's easy. <laughs> no, she's perfect. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's a great cook. All right? I mean, she, she, she's got it all. Smarts. All right? Taste. I mean, come on. Uh, she's got it all. It's, it's easy. But somebody that didn't find the right one, I mean, it's hard. It's fighting all the time, disagreements, right? Kids flying across the room. Uh, I mean, it's, it's hard because you didn't find the right one. Uh, next, finding, uh, I like to say finding God's will for your life. Some people call it an occupation. All right, the world tries to get it away from God as far as they can. You know, your life's work. In other words, God can't be involved in that. Uh, you know, what you're going to be when you grow up, that type thing. Uh, here at Independent Baptist Church Central, we call it finding God's will for your life. Uh, you know, again, it's, it's, it's great that you wanted to be a, you know, back in some of you older than I am people, you know, you wanted to be a fireman or a policeman or a doctor. Uh, and then a little bit about my age, you know, you want to do something to make a lot of money, sports star, uh, movie star, uh, you know, lawyer or something like that. Now it's gamer. And YouTuber, I mean, goodness gracious. So we see uh, finding God's will for your life could be easy, 
or some of you are going to make it hard. So, but it's going to take courage. Courage. Let's go to Acts 28, and this is the last place I'll have you turn to. Uh, I'll read the rest of them for you. But Acts 28, verse 15, we're going to look at the second part of it. Uh, it's going to take courage. It'll, it took courage to get saved. It's going to take courage to get married. I mean, I can talk to anybody. Uh, you know, I can walk up to a total stranger. I, I mean, I, I can talk to anybody. And, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty good at conversating, as they say these days. Uh, I mean, I can talk uh, and, and things like that. But that night, brother, Brother Hudson had figured out, you know, he was going to make fun of me and give me a hard time and all this stuff. He felt sorry for me. He was trying to egg me on. Is there anything you might like to ask me tonight? I mean, I just couldn't form the words. I don't know why. I was scared to death. It was hard. But praise the Lord, he said yes. She said yes, and it's been great ever since. But anyway, uh, it's hard. It's difficult. Uh, it, it takes courage. And then again, to find God's will is going to take courage. Uh, anybody can just sit around and do nothing, just let life happen. And think about gaming and YouTubing and, you know, just being nothing. Uh, it takes courage to find God's will. Uh, some of you, you don't think you can do it. You don't think so. You, you think you're not smart enough, uh, and you're not. None of us are. Okay? Some of us are more intelligent than others, but it's still going to take God. But if you'll put his yoke on, he's right there with you. You're not smart enough. Some of you think, well, I'm not talented enough to make it. Well, you're not. But if you'll take, let God get on the other side of that yoke, he'll take you through and make it easy. And some of you, you've made some decisions that you think you've messed up too bad. But we're going to look here at Paul in Acts 28. He'd made a mess of his life. He, he was uh, persecuting Christians. He was uh, you know, okay with murder. And now God wants to use him. And he did. So just like I tell you all the time, if you're breathing in and exhaling out, you still feel ka-thump, 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 God still has a plan for you. You may have blown it. You may have made some mistakes that you don't think you can get out from under. But if you're still breathing and you're still heart pounding and you're still here, God's got a will for you. And you can do it. It's going to take courage. I guarantee you that the first time Paul got up to say something, and it says it in the Bible. Who is this guy? Wasn't he killing Christians last week? Now he's preaching? No doubt the devil was telling him, Paul, you can't do that. They're not going to listen to you. Uh, your testimony's ruined. But what did he do? He took courage, and he did what God wanted him to do. And we see here in Acts 28, verse 15, <clears throat> says, when Paul saw... He thanked God, and he took courage. And we see here that was a choice that Paul had to make. He took courage. Uh, Acts 28, verse 15, second part of it. We see here, when Paul saw, he thanked God and took courage. So it was a choice. So it's a choice that you five have to make. It's a choice that we all have to make every day of our life to choose. And uh, obviously, Paul... Later in life, uh, he wrote to the Thessalonians. We won't read, take time to turn over there, but 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, uh, he said, in everything give thanks. So he probably remembered this day when he took courage, and he said, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. And so 
we see here he took courage. Now, later on in this chapter, uh, in verse, uh, uh, I think it's 29, maybe 30. Uh, I'm not looking at it. I got my notes here. But anyway, we see here that uh, he was putting some wood on the fire, and the snake latched onto his hand. And uh, I'm sure, uh, I don't, I've never been bitten by a venomous snake. I've been bitten by some that just hurt. Uh, but, you know, the thought had to come into his mind, I'm going to die. All right? Uh, I'm not going to make it. Uh, and so, but he took courage and he lived and they saw that. And some of them thought, man, this guy's got to be a God. Uh, and then and later on down, we see here that he, he was able to heal several people and, uh, and, and God used him in a great way. Later uh, in verse 30, it says here he dealt, uh, he dwelt in, uh, in, a, in a house uh, for about two years. And then during that time in verse 31, he preached uh, with confidence. And so we see here he took courage. And that courage showed. And so my first point, I guess, if you want to write these down, courage is a divine nerve. Courage is a divine nerve. A lot of times when people see people with courage, uh, maybe they hit the game-winning shot. Uh, maybe they give an unbelievable speech. Maybe they close the deal. Uh, and people think, man, that guy's got it all together. Or she's just brilliant, things like that. Uh, that's what they thought. They thought he was a god. Uh, the, the way he was handling himself, the way he was carrying himself. And here it is, a couple years before, he's killing Christians uh, and had to overcome his, uh, his failures in his life. Uh, but this was a divine nerve. Uh, this morning, I was sitting right there uh, one time before I jumped up and you know, I was doing all that stuff this morning. Uh, but I, right before I got up here to sing, uh, I get nervous. Uh, I, I, you know... I don't have a great voice. Uh, just, I, I, I'm scared my, uh, with allergies like I have, my voice will crack at just any time. Uh, so that makes me nervous. Is it going to crack during this song or not? Uh, things like that. So I don't have a great mind. So there's lots going on in this mind up here. Uh, you can't forget the words, dummy. Uh, you, gotta, you, gotta, you, know, you can't pass out, things like that. Uh, but when you get up there sometimes, say, okay, God, this is the opportunity you gave me. Uh, I'm just going to get up. If we, if we make a mistake, we look foolish, oh well. Uh, I'm just going to try to do my best for you. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you get that divine nerve. Uh, again, I think if you get up here and say, I'm the best singer in the church, uh, just let me have the microphone, uh, look out, uh, you know, uh, America's Got Talent, you know, oh say can you sing, all that kind of stuff, sign me up. Uh, you know, if, if, you, if you're braggadocious like that, I don't think you ought to be back, you know, with a microphone in your hand. Uh, uh, because obviously you need to trust God, not yourself. Uh, but he can give you some divine nerve. And so, again, you've heard preachers like pastors say that he didn't like public speaking. He didn't like speech class. Uh, I heard Dr. Howell say that for years. You know, you hear him just thunder away. And, uh, and then he says, you know, I didn't like public speaking. I skipped that class. Da, 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 da. Okay. And now you look at him. That's what it is. It's divine nerve. What they did, they took that yoke. And they put it on, and when they preach, or when they sing, or when they serve, everybody's like, wow, what a Christian, what, what a preacher, uh, what a servant, what a singer, what a this. All it is is divine nerve. Uh, and if they, if they do take any credit, it's going to get burned up anyway. Uh, but anybody that does anything, I guess, successful for God will have to say, huh, it wasn't me. Uh, it was just God. He took over. 
He gave me the strength. He gave me the ability. Uh, and so we see here a divine nerve. Uh, in jo Joshua 1, several verses, I'll read them to you. You don't have to turn there. Uh, but we see here this divine nerve enables us to go forward uh, at the Lord's bidding in spite of the obstacle. Uh, a lot of times, uh, again, nervousness, uh, you're looking at the, at the crowd and, uh, you know, you, you hear verses like, you know, where Jeremiah, you know, don't stop preaching because of their faces. Uh, you just keep preaching. And now they're not going to do anything you say, but you keep preaching. Uh, that, that's tough. Uh, and so, uh, but it takes divine nerve. So in Joshua, of course, we know the story. Uh, he was supposed to take over for Moses and he was nervous about it. I can't do it. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the ability, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, but he, God told him, said, look. Just like I was with Moses, I will be with you. So I gave him a little bit of confidence. Not in himself, not in his abilities, but he says, if God's going with me, I'm going. Because uh, I, I remember when I was growing up, I was scared of the dark like most kids. Uh, I didn't like to take the trash out at night. Uh, and if I was having to take the trash out at night, I'd tell my brother or sister, go with me. Now, I'm 15 years older than my brother, 13 years older than my sister. But if somebody else was just with me, it seemed like I was okay. But if I was by myself, I mean, any noise, any shadow, things like that, whoa, all right, but I was ready to go, but I was scared. But if somebody else was there, I was all right. Why? Because I could outrun them, all right? I could, I could feed them to the dog, whatever. Just let me get out of here, all right? But, I mean, God says he'll be right there with you, side by side. He'll give you that divine nerve. And where people say, man, they got ice in their veins, uh, or they're, they're not scared of anything. They're lying first of all, uh, but if they do become a, become a success, it was because God gave them that divine nerve. And we see Joshua in verse 6, it says here, Be strong and of good courage, uh, for unto this people shalt thou divide from uh, an inheritance to, uh, to the land which I swear unto thy fathers and give them. Verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous. And so he said, just like Paul had to take courage, he said, Joshua, you take some courage and you go, uh, that thou mayest observe to do all according to the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not to the right hand, uh, nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Verse 9, have I not commanded thee, be thou strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither uh, be thou dismayed, uh, for the Lord God will, uh, is with thee whithersoever thou goest. In verse 13, or I'm sorry, verse 18, whosoever he uh, be that doeth rebel against uh, thy commandment will not hearken unto the words and all that thou commanded him and he shall be put to death only be strong and of good courage and so we see here that, that choice Paul had to choose to take courage uh, Joshua was commanded to take courage uh, and they had that divine nerve uh, number two you can write this down Cour courage is that fiber that that uh, unites you and God Courage is that fiber that unites you and God. So just like the nerve, God will give it to you. Uh, we see here the, the fiber. I tried to think, uh, of course, some, you know, some people like the, don't like the word fiber because uh, it's something you have to eat. Uh, but anyway, but fiber that I'm, I'm thinking of here was maybe like if you've ever uh, done anything with a boat, uh, fiberglass, uh, you've got that woven mesh. And uh, you put that goop on the outside of it. I mean, it just unites it. It, it won't let go. Uh, and so uh, maybe, maybe a muscle. Uh, muscle's got tendons and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's woven and, and it gets tight. Uh, so we see here 
that that's what uh, the Bible's talking about, what courage is. It's, it's a fiber that will unite you with God, where some people in the Bible says, I can do all things. What do you say? Through Christ. Uh, God had proven him, uh, and that fiber was there. You know, not going to you know, put him in my hand. Nobody's going to take him out. God gave me that promise. Uh, he'll be with me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. So that courage unites me with God. Joshua 23, verse 6 says this, Be therefore uh, very courageous to keep and to do that which is written in the book of the law. And so your Bible ought to be that, that, that molds you and, and woven, uses that fiber to uh, mold you with God. And it says here, Keeping to do all that was written in the book of the law of Moses, um, you turn not aside from the right hand to the left. Uh, verse 8 says, To cleave unto the Lord. Verse 11 says, take uh, good heed to yourselves uh, and that you love God. Uh, and then verse 12 talks about, else you will go back and cleave unto those false idols. And so we've got to uh, let God give us that divine nerve and we'll find happiness and let God use that woven uh, fiber to cleave unto us. Uh, and the Bible tells us to cleave unto God. And then number three, uh, it says here, courage is the helm that keeps us straight. Courage is the helm that keeps us straight. Of course, a lot of places in the Bible, we won't take time to go to any of them, uh, but the, the word helm is used about those ships, how small they are, and they can turn that big ship uh, wherever it needs to go. Uh, and that's the way God is with us. God will guide us. That courage that we have in Him will keep us straight regardless of the storm that we may encounter. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says this, Moses told Joshua, Be strong and of good courage, fear not. Nor be afraid of them, uh, for the Lord thy God is, uh, I mean, sorry, it is that doeth the good with thee, and he will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And so we see here, he's saying, God's going to guide you. And so just like that courage that Paul took, just like that courage that Joshua was commanded, we see here Joshua was commanded again by Moses to take that courage. And so it is going to take courage to find God's will. It is going to take courage to overcome mistakes. It is going to take courage uh, to do something that God can bless you, uh, and, and God wants to do that. Next one, courage is the secret. Uh, so not only is it uh, uh, a, a divine nerve, uh, a fiber, uh, a woven fiber, it's also a hem, and then it's also the secret. Uh, a lot of people think, you know, the secret of success. They, they've written books on that. Uh, and obviously the secret to success of a Christian life is your relationship with God. Uh, you're not going to be a success uh, if you don't have that relationship with God. So 1 Chronicles 22.13 says, Then shalt thou prosper if thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and the judgments which the Lord cha uh, charged Moses uh, with concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Then it says here, Dread not, nor be dismayed. Uh, so we're not supposed to show feelings of alarm. Uh, we're not supposed to show feelings of concern. Uh, we're not to show feelings of being upset or worried. Uh, and so, again, when you see situations like we're going through right now uh, with the coronavirus, a lot of people, uh, again, I'm not saying be stupid, uh, you know, like you know, some of the morons you saw, YouTubers, all right, licking stuff in the, in, the, in the grocery stores and getting thrown out, all right, uh, sneezing on all kinds of fruit. I mean, that's just being stupid, uh, and they should have got thrown in jail, and they did. Uh, but, again, God's got it under control. Uh, I don't know of anybody in our church that got it. I wonder if that's just a coincidence. No. 
God's got everything under control, uh, and, and so forth. And we, we see uh, it's the secret of finishing what God has for you. So uh, have that divine nerve. Uh, get a relationship like where it's, where it's woven together with God. Uh, let, hit, let that courage be a hem and direct you because it's a secret of finishing that. First Chronicles 28, 20 says this, And David said to Solomon his son, Be strong and of good courage. Do it. Uh, fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord, even my God, will be with thee, and he will not fail thee nor forsake thee until thou hast finished all the work uh, for the service of the house of the Lord. And so we see uh, that it's the secret to finishing. Uh, David was told that. Uh, Joshua was told that by Moses and so forth. And uh, courage is the secret of success in the Christian life. Number five, courage is a fire. Courage is a fire. Uh, uh, again, it, it gives you that zeal. And there's, there's, talk, there's talks of that in the Bible about the zeal and about the fire. Second Chronicles 15.8 says this, And when Asa had heard the words of the prophecy of Oded, uh, the prophet. Uh, it says here he was uh, the prophecy of Oded, the prophet. Basically, that means the preaching. When he heard the preaching, it says here he took courage uh, and put away the abominable idols of all the, uh, of the land of Judah and of Benjamin and out of the cities which he had taken uh, from the amount of Ephraim and renewed the altar of the Lord uh, and was on the porch of the Lord. So we see here he heard the preaching and that gave him the fire. And so, I, uh, you know, I love preaching. Uh, I like to listen to it. Uh, I used to listen to cassettes. They don't, I, don't, I think they, they don't make them anymore, but they still have them. Uh, but anyway, I used to listen to that. Now you can just listen to them on your phone. Uh, Dr. Howes is on there everywhere. Lee, uh, Lee Robertson's on there everywhere. Uh, uh, Lester Roloff is on there everywhere. And uh, now, pastor's on there everywhere. Uh, and you can even watch him on TV. Uh, and so uh, preaching is, is there for you. It'll help you. Uh, let that be a fire. Let that courage be a fire. And that's what we see here that Asa, when he heard the preaching, he took courage uh, and, he, and he did away with all the abominable idols. And so when you hear preaching uh, and the Holy Spirit speaks to you, get rid of what the Holy Spirit tells you to get rid of. Add what the Holy Spirit tells you to add uh, and let that help you be a success. So it says here, praise the Lord uh, for a preacher with fire. Uh, pastor got fired up a little bit this morning. Uh, left his notes and just started listening to the Holy Spirit and stomping some toes. All right? I like that. Uh, and, and I like it when he says, and you teenagers, I'm like, get them. All right? Especially those five because they're fixing to graduate and they're going to be out of the youth group. All right? Uh, get them. Uh, and, you know, again, uh, that's what we need. We need that preaching. Uh, it gives us courage. And, uh, and then we and praise the Lord for a, a parents with fire in the home. Uh, my, my parents... Uh, you know, they had fire, uh, fire about doing right, uh, fire about raising me right, uh, fire about pleasing God, uh, and things like that. And so, uh, you know, I, I was like some of you, I told you a while ago, I was 13 years older and 15 years older than my brother and sister, so they were more like grandparents to them. Uh, they practiced on me. I mean, I got a whipping for everything, looking, you know, looking cross-eyed at them, I got a whipping for it. All right, you know, huffing and puffing. I got a whipping for it. Uh, you know, and then they're, they're like, oh, it's okay. Come over here. You know, I'm checking fevers. Is this my same parents? Things like that. Uh, you know, they, they raised the other two like grandparents. But, uh, you know, I had parents with fire. Uh, and then we see here, praise the Lord, friends with fire. In other words, get the right kind of friends. 
If they don't fire you up to do something for God, get rid of them. You can still keep them as acquaintances, acquaintances but don't keep them as close friends. Uh, you need some, people that add to your fire. Uh, courage. Uh, when, you hear, when, you're, when you hear preaching, that'll give you courage. When you're, when you're around the right kind of people, that'll give you courage. When you're around the right kind of friends, that'll give you courage. And next, we see here, courage is a forerunner of blessings. Courage is a forerunner of blessings. When Paul took that courage, a blessing followed. When Joshua took that courage, a blessing followed. When David took that courage, a blessing followed. In Psalm 27, 14, it says here, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And so some of these guys, you five, uh, some of them right in front of you, they've graduated, and they're still like kind of tossing to and fro, thinking, uh, but praise God they're still in church. Praise God they're still growing. Praise God they hadn't decided things like that, but praise the Lord they hadn't decided to leave. Uh, they hadn't decided to quit on God. They might just be waiting. Nothing wrong with waiting. You wait till he gives you that courage to take that next step, but you wait on God, not wait on the world, not wait on uh, the wrong kinds of friends. Psalm 31, 24 says this, Be a good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, uh, all ye that hope in the Lord. So uh, the last one uh, that we'll give you tonight uh, before we get to the conclusion here, uh, courage is faith. And obviously, pastor has been preaching on that. Uh, when you take courage to have faith in God, 2 Samuel 10, 12 says this, Be of good courage, and let us play the men for our people and for, our, for the cities of our God, and the Lord do that which seemeth to him good. And so what you have to do when you take courage, you got to kind of do the, do the right thing, even though it may not be you. Uh, I remember going, going to Bible college. Why? Because I felt like God wanted me to go. But college wasn't me. Uh, when I got there, I still seen things. And that's past tense for Georgian for C. I seen them. Okay? Uh, I found things. That's past tense for finding. All right? Uh, I looked out the window. I laid my head on a pillar. Uh, I mean, me and college didn't mesh. But I, I tried to play the man. My clothes didn't look like their clothes. I was a, I was a hillbilly bumpkin. Uh, you know, I thought I had two western suits. Had the little points right here. Some of you say, well, I got one of those. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I had. Two Levi. A gray one and a brown one. That was my two suits. I wasn't college material. My, my grammar was not there. My wardrobe was not there. All those rascals had been in church all their life. I hadn't, but I had to get some courage. Bless God, if God wants me to do it, I can do it. And I had to stay up late at night some nights to study so I could pass those classes because I did go to class, fellas. I didn't skip them. I did do all my assignments. I didn't skip them. That takes courage. Don't take courage to skip. It don't take courage to, to, to not do your work. And before God got finished with me, I got three or four of those things to hang on my wall. I still can't speak great, but I don't sink things anymore. I don't lay on a pillar anymore. And I don't eat sour things anymore. But I still want that fire. I can't do this, God. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough abilities. Why in the world you call me? 
take you some courage, shut up, and do what you're supposed to do. So you five, I know some of you have messed up. I know some of you are scared. I know some of you, well, I don't know if I can make it. Shut up. Take some courage. Show up. Do what you're supposed to do. Play the men. These guys were scared. Their knees were knocking. They probably were glad they wore robes. If they wore britches like we did it back then, you could be able to tell they were scared. But they were wearing robes. It was like, I'm not scared. Play the men. So you're going to have to take some courage. So the ten things were, courage is a divine nerve. Don't try to have ice in your veins. Let God give you a divine nerve. Courage is a woven fiber that will help you cleave to God. It's a helm that will guide you through any storm. It's the secret for finishing any work. It's a fire that will give you zeal, and it's a forerunner of blessing. It's a faith that you must have in God. And that brings me to my conclusion for you five. You're going to have to have courage like Elisha did. Now, Elijah was there doing all these great things. And Elisha had a dream. I want to be just like him. I hope you get a dream. I hope there's somebody you want to be just like. All right? But what did he do? He stayed active while he was waiting. When you graduate, don't not show up on Saturdays anymore. Still come soul winning. Still go on a bus route. Still serve God. Now, that's what Elisha he didn't say, okay, Elijah, get out of the way. It's my turn. No, no, no. But he stayed busy while he was waiting. Then he made the right choices. <laughs> I'm not leaving till you leave. I'm going wherever you go. He made the right choices. He was willing to serve. Uh, that's one great thing about youth groups of, I guess, the history of this church. They've all been good servants. And y'all five have as well. Uh, he developed loyalty to whom God had put over him. Elijah, whatever you say, that's what I'm doing. I think all five of you ought to sit down with Pastor. The Pastor, whatever you advise, that's, that's what I want to do. I promise you, you'll get God's favor if you do that. You'll, you'll have a blessed life if you do that. And you'll be like what he said this morning. You'll be happy. But if you're running from God, and it's going to be hard on you. Take your training seriously. That means you need to get some more. And then realize that your success depends on believing God and claiming His promises. So we see here, courage. It's right there for your taking. It'll do a lot for you. It's up to you. Take courage. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity we have to serve you.